Yeah. So, no, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Norman. I'm, you know, really excited to have you here. Um, yeah. Artist Norman Wyatt Jr. seems to have always been involved in the fine arts. As early as a second grade, he would travel once a week to the area high school to sit under the gifted art instructor surrounded by juniors and seniors. This passion would later lead Norman to pursue fine art at Virginia State University, where he earned a bachelor's degree in visual communications, art and design. Much of Norman's inspiration comes from his early years and past professional experiences. As a native of Virginia, Norman grew up captivated by the colors and sounds of nature. As a senior in college, Norman worked at an African-inspired gift shop, constantly surrounded by authentic sculptures, fabrics, and jewelry. After finishing college, <clears throat> excuse me, Wyatt worked as an elementary art teacher, instructing kindergarten through fourth grade students. He would reach the imaginations of his young pupils by constantly adorning the classroom and halls with bright, energetic bulletin boards. Norman actually developed many of his signature techniques and looks during breaks from classes. Quote, I had a long table set up in the corner of my classroom where I created numerous landscapes, still lifes, and abstracts to keep myself painting. After a while, I realized that I had developed a look that was different or interesting enough to show a fine art publisher, quote, end quote. Why it equates being an artist to a sponge, constantly absorbing everything visually to resurrect for later use. He loves the gift of being an artist, never taking it for granted. Norman lives in Virginia with his wife and three children. So again, I want to welcome you to the show, Norman, and just to dig in a little bit to learn, because I know um, you're a wealth of information and I uh, would love to share it with the listeners. So uh, maybe we start with, um, you know, we can pick up a little bit maybe from, you know, what we were just talking about a little bit. Um, I guess, where do you feel like you're getting inspired these days? Maybe we will start with that. Where's, where's inspiration coming from for you? Well, uh, first of all, I want to say thanks for having me uh, be a part of your podcast and uh, just happy to have met you and to connect and just, uh, you know, seem very like-minded. So just thank, thankful to be able to, you know, make this connection. Um, inspiration. Um, I, will, I will always say that my number one inspiration has been uh, my relationship with God. And, you know, I'm a minister as well as an artist, an entrepreneur, father, husband. Um, I'm a big dreamer. So a lot of times I can find inspiration in like the, the simple things around me. You know, I'll take a step outside and just look around and, uh, you know, hearing the birds or uh, just the bright hues of the landscaping that I've put around my house. And, um, I know it sounds so cliche, but just looking at the sky and the, the painted colors of the sky and the arrangements that God himself has already created just keeps me inspired. You know, I just always, um, you know, I'm always thinking of something new and it's sometimes, sometimes it's more, uh, I have more ideas than I have time to, you know, bring them to life or to put them down. So a lot of times I have to literally sit down and record or write down or, putting my notes on my phone, like a new idea that came to me or uh, a new concept or a new uh, brand name or whatever just comes to me. So I, I find myself always inspired, you know. Um, now on the painting side, there are times where, you know, I paint so much that 
or I'm creating so much that I might need a little break to refresh my mind, you know? So, uh, um, you know, I'll take a break. And once again, simple things like going outside, uh, maybe looking around on uh, online at other art or even fashion and home decor, uh, architecture, all these things, like just keep me inspired. But that's cool. You know, ho hopefully I answered your question, but mostly like this is my connection to God, you know? I just, mm -hmm. it's, he's the greatest artist and creator. So if I'm connected to him, I'm never, I never have a loss for uh, new ideas or, you know, inspiration on something new to do. I've literally probably created, man, in the last 10 years, probably 2,000, maybe 2,500 different images, patterns, designs, whatever, you know. So just never, it's still, I, I'm thankful that I just still have, you know, more ideas constantly coming in. No, God is good. And uh, I guess what, how do ideas make the cut for you? Because I know you, you're a creative person and you probably can get ideas and inspiration out of anything, but how do you decide on what you're going to act on and, you know, what shows up in a, in a collection or right. in a piece? So for the, so, so I'll break it down kind of like, so for art itself, like when I'm creating art and uh, I've been in the art publishing field for over 18 years now. So, you know, a lot of artists don't stick with it or it doesn't always pan out to be a successful career for them where they might, you know, do it for a little bit or put less energy and time into it over, over the years. But for me, I've been blessed to, you know, constantly grow and stay consistent that, that keeping that same like level of uh, interest from the art buyers is very, um, you know, it's, it's hard to do to just constantly have new ideas coming um, that are relevant to the market and to what people want. So for the art, you know, as far as making a cut, um, I've done so many different styles and looks and uh, concept in, concepts in art that over the years I've kind of figured out, you know, what people are interested in. Um, and the people that are interested is sometimes it's the buyer from a store that you have to, you have to pretty much get on board with the art. But then uh, when I'm selling directly online on sources like, you know, Overstock, Wayfair, Amazon, you have direct consumers that pick it. So it, it just opens up the avenue to just create whatever you feel like. And then you just give people the option to buy it if they like it, you know, and if they don't, they don't buy it. So it's just, it's a lot of freedom there. Um, I'm literally at the point where I follow trends. I pay attention to color schemes, uh, popular um, uh, market trends as far as home decor, uh, even like I said, fashion determines a lot when it comes to popular colors and all that. You have color trends, like the color of the year, but if all, I look, I pay attention to those things and I keep track of those things, but I still like just try to create what I feel like uh, someone might want in their home or you know, on their bedspread or whatever it is. Um, and then as far as like inspiration on like when I'm creating a brand name, like for right now I have a opportunity where I'm getting, I'm, uh, making my own bedding for stores. And I had a veteran, a, a 35 year veteran reach out to me about um, developing some bedding together. And the big idea for that was, you know, the factory that's going to make this stuff is pretty much saying, we want a lot of ideas, like send us patterns, send us ideas, send us that. So now it's a matter of how much do I put out 
And then how do I, you know, if someone gave you the opportunity to maybe make up four or five separate bedding brands or pillows or rugs or whatever it is, now it's a matter of how do I create a distinct name and brand and look and feel for each uh, separate division, but it's all still coming from the same artist or the same designer. So making a cut for that uh, would be like, what's a good brand name? What's the good, what's the feel for that concept? You know, if I'm trying to be one person, maybe doing three or four brands, you know, I want to still make sure that they're unique on their own. So a lot of time it has to do with purpose as far as what makes the cut. Like what's the best idea that's going to possibly, uh, you know, grab the attention of the buyer and have a good story behind it. And what Hopefully, are the buyers looking for? No, that's great. That's good insight. Um, so I know I, once I get going, I talk a lot, but you know. <laughs> well, that's what lot, this is about. This lot. is the podcast. So you can talk as much as you want. That's what it's all about. Um, what are, what's, what are the buyers looking for? What, what is it that they come to Norman? What are they coming to you for? So if you're saying the buyer, so the buyer's like, uh, if it's a, so if it's a store buyer, you know, like if, let's say if I, if a, uh, a buyer from Crate and Barrel is looking for art, they have a, dis, like a complete lineup of colors that they have selected for the entire season, you know? So let's say fall or spring, um, they have a whole layout of colors. And some of these colors are so close and, you know, almost like looking exactly like last season colors, last season's colors, it's amazing, but you still have to follow that. So um, the buyers a lot of times will select artwork um, based on what color scheme they have determined is what, what they want the store to look like for that season. Um, so it's almost like after they have everything laid out, then they match, you know, does this art fit the color scheme and the subject matter that we want to display for the season? Now, as far as, so that's for most stores, they usually have like color scheme and overall direction that they want to go by when they're selecting uh, furniture, art, mirrors, even fashion, you know, all that is connected. Now, as far as the direct consumer, you know, like I said, I sell art on Overstock, I sell art on Wayfair, um, I have stuff on Amazon, Walmart.com, um, and I'm growing into some other sources. But that's pretty cool because when you have these sites, is most. I mean, when you're connected to these sites or a, a vendor or a seller, um, you do drop shipping. So whatever you display and get selected on the site or is allowed to be sold on the site, the buyer, them, the actual consumer gets a chance to just pick what they like, you know, what they want. But it still boils down to, my, my theory is pretty much, I try to, you know, push the envelope a little bit with concept and color. But the bottom line is, what does a person want to put in their home? You know, um, you can you can go way out there and, and get wild with color, and uh, you can you can do some very extreme concepts and art and all of that. But the main question for being successful is, would the average buyer want to put this in their home? So some of my art, I do coastal art, which is like you know, beach scenes, birds, uh, just all types of things that relate to the beach and the coast. So I know that's a distinct buyer. Like, you know, someone that probably lives on the coast or has memories of the coast or they have that coastal, you know, uh, color scheme. So when I create for that, it's pretty much, I'm trying to make sure that I have those ideas that are fitting for someone that has a beach home or 
you know, someone that lives on a lake or someone that lives by, uh, you know, has a, a home uh, actually on the river or on the ocean. So, you know, so a lot of it is determined by, uh, you know, what people are looking for. No, that's great. And what do you think is like, I guess you have to learn a lot of stuff to, you know, work with Amazon and Wayfair and Overstock. I mean, you gotta, you gotta plug into these different systems and, you know, that's, you know, probably much different than painting or, um, you know, creating. So I guess, where do you, what's your learning plan like, or what is, what has your learning plan been to, uh, you know, just have personal development or self-development, um, you know, just education uh, in general about, you know, just business. Um, what, what do you do to, to keep it going? Well, one thing that's amazing is, uh, you know, almost every time, if, if you want growth or you want to expand or you want to, you know, take what you're doing to another level, there's going to be a learning curve and there's going to be some, um, you know, uh, learning on your end where you have to figure things out, you know, either you want to pay someone or hire someone to, you know, do that for you. Or if it's something that you have to do yourself, you have to, you have to figure out how to do it or how to learn it. So, you know, if an artist or a creative person, which a lot of times creative people don't like to deal with the whole business side of things, or, you know, some of the uh, learning part, uh, learning curve of growing, you know, they want to just create. But for me, you know, if I want to take my art to another level, or if I want to get into this retail, or if I want to get on uh, Overstock or Wayfair, I'm the type, you know, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to see what it takes. I'm going to research it, reach out to someone and, you know, they have to tell me what it takes. I'm going to find out versus saying, you know, I don't want to do that or it's too much work or whatever. Um, the ministry part of me, God told me years ago, he says two types of people. You have, you know, people that don't want to deal with stuff. Like, I don't want to deal with that. I want to, you know, I want to grow, but I don't want to deal with all of that. And then you have people that are saying, I'm willing to deal with whatever it takes to grow. So, you know, you have people that say, I don't want to deal with it. And you have someone that says, I'll deal with it because it's going to be some type of growth or change or a new direction involved. So for me, um, you know, I remember I wanted to get on Overstock and I've been selling art for years through publishers and they're, they were putting my art on these sites and in stores and all that kind of thing. And I would get royalties from it, which is still great because you get to just create and develop your art and come up with, you know, different uh, paintings and ideas. And then this publisher would take it and get it in the online and then sell it and then pay your royalty. But I got to the point uh, where, you know, just my mind was just racing. And I was thinking about how do I take what I'm doing to a next level? And I said, I want to get, I want to start by creating my own home decor brand, my own publishing, which I didn't have printers. I didn't have all these things. I didn't have employees, but it was a matter of, I'm first saying I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to start my brand. So I created my home brand, Norman Wire Home. And then I trademarked the name, trademarked the logo. Um, and then it was the next step of, let me figure out how to get started with Overstock. Let me figure that out. And simply reached out to um, an uh, art buyer on Overstock, I think on LinkedIn, and got connected with her. And she told me the details of what it took. And I think she recognized my art from other publishers selling my art. And I told her, you know, I was a top seller with through other publishers. So she just kind of guided me on what it took. Um, then I found uh, a source to actually print my art. 
drop ship my art, package it, all these things. So literally, you know, I became a published artist. Well, I started as a published artist and then went to owning my own publishing and pretty much, you know, using some outside sources to do what it took to uh, get it on to the site. So I, my, you know, it was an amazing feeling to go from, I'm gonna start this and then by like October of that same year, finally having my first group of images directly on Overstock and then uh, Wayfair, you know, and then so, but I did, I did get a sales rep to help me load some of the stuff up, you know, load some of my imagery and those things to help me help free my time to do other work. So, and, and talk about some of your, uh, or talk about the importance of social media, because I know you're really big on sharing the process and you share, you know, what's going on in the business. Um, how, how are you approaching social media to, um, you know, help with awareness and, um, you know, creating, uh, you know, creating value for the, you know, people that are connected and, and that are following you? Well, um, honestly, I will say I, I haven't been like that connected to social media until maybe like um, about five or six years ago. And I'm kind of, I was kind of behind on it. Once again, creating and painting and trying to manage all of that, I forgot about, <clears throat> well, I, didn't, I didn't recognize the importance of really like being social with what I was doing. But once I finally, you know, started getting really active, like on Facebook and uh, Instagram recently, I know I'm behind on that, but Instagram and even LinkedIn, like just uh, constantly showing what you do and who you are. It's amazing because as your connections grow and as your network grows and as your followers grow, they get to see who you are. Now, of course, we portray our uh, image of who we are on social media, but I try to be very authentic to who I really am as far as, you know, my lifestyle, my family life, my commitment to God, my marriage, my, you know, uh, raising my children, enjoying, you know, just a, a well-balanced lifestyle. I try to show that uh, on all three sites, you know, all the sites that I mentioned. Um, and it's been amazing because, you know, um, just to see others, um, you know, watch what you're doing and, and become inspired in some way or, or another. Uh, it's not so much just a great feeling. For me, I still look at it as ministry and business and just trying to grow and, you know, you just never know who's watching, who's looking, and who might finally see something that you're doing and say, you know what, uh, you know, I want to connect with this person, or I have an idea, I want to do this, I want to do that. And I've literally, like, uh, you know, since I've gotten really serious, it's led to more growth, you know. Um, uh, at first, on like, for instance, on Facebook, I was mostly showing art and a little bit of, like, personal photos of family and whatnot. Um, about two, maybe a year and a half ago, I started I don't know what is, why I started it, but I started doing a post about marriage and relationship. You know, and my wife and I have been married. Uh, we're going on 24 years in October. And, uh, you know, we have a blessed marriage. Um, and I just, on that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's a blessing, you know. Um, and I just, you know, we do a few posts about marriage and about relationship. And I got so much positive response. Like, you know, I think it was almost like, you know, people need to see this or need to hear this. You know, as much as going on, as much as going on in this uh, current state and, and where we are now, just like marriages are attacked and just uh, seems like they just don't last. And uh, just thankful that I have a strong relationship with my wife and relationship with God first. So I just wanted to do a little bit of, uh, you know, just 
influencing people or uh, inspiring people about the positive uh, aspect of a relationship. And, you know, so that just grew into a lot of good feedback and people asking for books and I, something I need to work on now, you know, managing my time. I have some books in mind. I'm getting ready to start on relationships and things like that. Um, but it, that even led me to like doing a, being a recurring guest on, um, on a, a talk show and uh, at VCU, I'm, I'm sorry, VSU, um, being a, on a talk show, uh, just kind of talking about relationships and uh, marriage and different topics. Uh, and then social media on like LinkedIn, which is more business oriented, has led to some really great things as well. And uh, still in the work, one big project is still in the works and I will share that soon, but, you know, made this big connection with a manufacturer, um, you know, relating to my brand and my art. So, you know, working on something really big with that. So uh, just, yeah, it's important to be authentic to authentic to who you are, but to also show others what you do, you know? People need to see it, they wanna see it most of the times, they're interested, and you just don't know where to lead. So I really promote social media, you know, um, in all aspects, just showing, showing what you do. If you do something, no one sees it. It's for you personally, but, you know, we want the world to see our ideas, our art, our talents, our gifts, you know, it just don't, you don't know who it might inspire and how it might change someone's life for the positive, so. No, I think you hit that right on the head. I think as much as we can, it's like sharing the process, you know, the building of it. I think it's cool to show the, the end result, but then it's also like as much as possible, it's like the the making of the thing is, you know, also equally, it seems like important because, you know, a customer or just anyone wants, from my perspective, it seems like what they want is is a story you know, and, and they want to be able to be a part of the story, you know, and so social media lets them do that. So yeah. they want to connect to what they're buying or what they're interested in, what they're following. They want to connect to it, you know, and it's amazing because in some way or another, them connecting to it, you know, brings a connection to you. Like you all, you don't even know each other, but you feel like you know that person, especially those who are responding to your posts or that are constantly you know, really active on your site or your uh, your uh, social media account. So, you know, you just build like relationships with, with people without ever meeting them sometimes, which can be can be pretty rewarding at times. You still have to keep your eye out for things, but it can be pretty rewarding, you know? So. For sure. No, and then on the ministry side, you're blessing people you've never met before. You know, it just opens up the avenue for millions and millions of people to be able to, you know, hear your story and see how you got where you, where you are now from the beginning to now. And, you know, you just don't know who you're blessing just by doing a 10 minute podcast or doing a post about my wife or my husband or my children, you know, something positive. And that's what it should be about. I try to stay as positive as possible, so. No, that's, I mean, you got the formula. Um, how much time or how do you spend your time? Um, I know you have to create you have right. to, you know, get it off your plate and or deliver it. And then you have to, um, you know, you've got ministry and you got different things you're spending time on. How do you divide the time? What's like a typical day? Um, I, I've gotten to the point where I feel almost like guilty. Like I don't feel like I'm painting enough, but um, I feel like I've done so much art that the art now is, is uh, working for me. 
you know, I've, like I said, I've probably done 3000 images over the last 10, 15 years. And most of those images are in some way uh, either, you know, producing some type of income or, you know, uh, opening a new door for another product or something, you know. So um, uh, managing my time, you know, a lot of times now being that I'm one person, I, you know, I'm still a very active father and, and husband. So I wake up, you know, my wife is a travel nurse, so her schedule is pretty busy, um, you know, when she's on assignment. So, you know, I usually wake up, help get my kids ready for school. My oldest is actually a upcoming senior at BCU. He's in college, but then my other two are still high school and junior high. So wake up, help them get ready. You know, I still make a breakfast for them, spend time talking to them, you know, getting them ready for their day, pray over them, uh, encourage them, all those types of things. And then as they leave, you know, um, then I usually exercise uh, on my bike or take a walk or some, some form of exercise, uh, shower, get ready, eat. And then usually I do my orders for Overstock Wayfair, you know, which is pretty much sending off my, I have to send my orders off to the printer or my, uh, my fulfill, fulfillment center that does all my printing and shipping. I have to send it off every morning, every afternoon. So I'm constantly working on that. Um, then I have to do tracking numbers for the orders that were already shipped to make sure I, I get paid from my sales. Um, and then in between there, I sit down and try to uh, create new work. Like I'm always, I always have to keep doing new work, you know, keeping new work in the pipeline. Um, and now some new things are added where I'm designing lamps, furniture, vases, uh, chairs, all these types of things. So, you know, in between that, uh, I'll sit down and work on some ideas when it's time for that. Um, and then conceptualizing, like I said, the new opportunity for bedding um, and textiles. Now I'm working on that process. So, you know, it's a lot sometimes. Um, I'm, I'm blessed to have a full-time career doing what I love to do is just managing a lot. Um, and then the ministry side, you know, I actually uh, preached at my church last week. So on top of my business schedule, you know, when I do have to minister, actually preach at my church or deliver a word or a message, then I have to, it's not like fit in or squeeze in, but I have to make sure I put enough time in with studying and praying and hearing from God on my message too. So, you know, um, there's some days where I feel like it's a lot and I don't get what I need to get done, but I also know if God put all these things in you, he's going to give you the ability to get it done. So, you know, I've had people ask me, won't you get an assistant to help you with some of this stuff or, but it's almost like everything I mentioned, nobody can really do but me you know, uh, as far as the creative side, the, the things that, that are coming out. I can't hire someone to write my mess or to uh, outline my message for church or for uh, ministry. I can't hire, some, hire someone to actually paint for me. I can't hire someone to talk to my kids or whatever or get them ready for school. So it's just, I just ask God for the strength to manage it and to try to, uh, you know, get it done effectively and, and to the best of my ability. Because I almost, well, I'm not almost, I know like a wave of some new, some new opportunities are on the way. Like I feel it, you know, so I need to be prepared for that. And I definitely will have to do some delegating, like I talked about earlier, um, just to help manage some things. More traveling, more events, uh, um, you know, like I was, it's crazy. I ended up uh, on so, social media, like showing the videos and the photos of my family and me and my wife. And, you know, we try to dress nice, try to look good. 
Uh, that's the art side of me. You know, I was like best dressed in high school, which nothing to brag about. I was, I had a small school, but you know, <laughs> I don't know, just the whole fashion and um, uh, art and all those things has always been a part of me. I just loved clothes and all that. So I don't go extreme with it, but long story that led to me becoming like my wife and I one time and then myself last a uh, couple of days ago, being on uh, a more, like a local morning show like modeling clothes for, uh, you know, for the holiday or for the summer, or like I just did a shoot for um, Father's Day. And that just kind of happened. Like the lady, the stylist in charge saw me and she met me a while back from uh, needing some artwork for a backdrop. And then she recognized my wife and I, you know, say we had some style she noticed. So asked us to be a part of the Memorial Day show. And that was leading to like, a little bit of modeling, which I'm amazed by it. You know, I'm five nine. I'm like, how am I modeling? But you know, <laughs> whatever cool. God, whatever God sends, I'm trying to look at it correctly as like, is this, is this beneficial for bringing glory to Him? And then second, you know, bringing attention to who I am and the brand, and opening more avenues for more doors. You know, so you just meet new people, and you know, sometimes it opens up a whole new direction that you weren't even planning. So. But yeah, that's that's what that's how I try to manage. I just try my best to, you know, make sure I'm getting work done every day. And there are some days where I literally need to take a mental break, which <laughs> for which is good for a new inspiration on your new ideas. So I had to learn that one. I used to paint so much that sometimes my knuckles were aching, you know. But that was just that period in my life of trying to rebuild and get to a certain point. And now it's like uh, all that hard work is now leveling out some, and it's working for itself. No, that's great. And what's the design process like? How do you go from lamps to bedding? What is lamps? You know, what's it, what's it like to design a lamp and for you? And, and then what's, how are you approaching that project versus, you know, like a bedding uh, set? Well, it's amazing because both of those avenues are amazing because um, a lot, just the companies that I'm working with, like it's a separate company that I'm developing bedding and shower curtains and, you know, the factory can make any type of textile, uh, kitchen um, towels, mats, uh, actual robes, towels, some of, every, some of everything. So, and then the other company, um, like I said, I haven't fully disclosed the details on that, but they manufacture all these things themselves too. They have a factory in China that has uh, over 500 employees that can make anything you can imagine as far as furniture, home decor, all these things. So for me, making the connections were the huge part. Like, you know, um, so I was blessed with, you know, this opportunity with one company where I'd literally do, as an artist, I can draw out a lamp in my head and describe how I want the lamp to look as far as the lampshade color, the texture, um, you know, actually draw out the shape of the lamp. Uh, do I want to brush nickel here? Do I want uh, aluminum here, do I want uh, uh, um, oxidized copper, whatever, all these different elements or whatnot. But I just literally draw out my idea, sketch out the idea, the concept. And then this company is equipped to have uh, the artists and the uh, engineers to do the specs of the lamp for me. Like they set up all of that for me. So it's more or less the concept. I'm just coming up with the concepts, you know, and the ideas and the colors and the arrangement of the lamp, but then they have, it's set up where they, since they're already doing what they do, they create the lamp for me. 
Um, and then and same thing with the furniture, chairs, all these types of things. I just, it's my idea to keep doing what I've been doing, drawing out ideas. I draw a chair out how I wanted to look, they make it, which is just a blessing, like, you know? Um, so I didn't go to school for, you know, uh, product engineering or furniture making or all of these types of things. It was just a connection God set me up with. And then the bedding, similar concept where it's pretty much like uh, overall branding concepts where, you know, they make the bedding. I could put my art on it. I could design the color scheme. I can select a current bedspread and say, I want this color scheme. I want that. Um, and then some of it, like the shower curtains will literally be some art that I've done, a design or a pattern I've done. And then they print it and, you know, create the shower curtain based on my art. And then, you know, the overall branding and look of how I want it to feel and all that. So they kind of go together, you know, uh, two different uh, product directions, but they still just kind of work together. And I'm really excited because, you know, for years you can work with other companies, you can do product licensing. Um, and, you know, a lot of it is in their hands on what they decide to make and do and how far they go. If they want to work with you or not, if they want to sell it to this store or, you know, but for God to open up an opportunity, whereas I'm working directly with these companies uh, or actually the manufacturer, I mean, where it's pretty much like a, a, a partnership where, you know, they're pretty much saying, whatever you tell us to make or whatever you create, we're going to make it. And of course, we still wanted to sell well. We want people to buy. We wanted to fit the market, you know, what's needed for the market and all those things. But still just to have those connections, you know, it's just amazing. It's just a gift from God to... I'm all about connecting to the right people, you know, instead of 50 connections, give me three that are the best fit. And, you know, they, we're going to do a lot together and really grow versus, you know, having like hundreds of, you know, connections or deals or partnerships all over the place. So, yeah, so it's great. I mean, it's honestly, some of it is new to me, but God has given me the ability to do this. Uh, I've been in the design field and the wall decor field and just overall home decor art field. Uh, that field for over 18 years. I mean, I actually been painting and creating since I was like four or five, but as far as like professionally being, professionally being in uh, the wall decor industry, the home decor industry, it's been about 18 years. So it's great to have, to have the ability now to finally show and to produce some of the ideas I've had in my head forever or stuff I've been influenced by or seen, you know, just, just building up to finally get it out to the market so it's coming soon and I, like i said i will give those details really soon but uh a lot of this stuff is still in development and uh in the process so what would you say is like had a big influence on you it could be an artist or it could be a like a movement anything come to mind uh i mean i have some artists that i, I really like some of the older artists uh i love gustav klimt who's have a, who has a very um eclectic you know, a lot of layering of color and pattern and texture and finishes. Uh, you know, of course, some of the ones, some of the cubism, cubist artists, Cezanne and uh, Picasso, I like, you know, because I do. One, one thing that's crazy about me, uh, and some people look at me in the industry, they, like, on a, like, they can't figure me out because I can do like 10 different styles of art, you know. And I had one lady with uh, a really high brand like you see this brand on HTTV and all that and we were discussing some possible partnership and the first thing she asked me was like how are you able to do all these different looks you know so 
literally it's like uh, all these ideas are in my head. And then if I see something that I like or admire a style or a look or a concept, I'm literally able, God has blessed me to be able to like understand it and then do it myself. So not like a copycat type thing, but if I see like a style of cubism that, well, I like the way this looks, I'm literally able to uh, develop it my, on my own in my own way too. So to be successful over the years, especially with something as simple as wall decor, but to constantly get your art in stores or being a top seller no matter where you go is a gift from God, but it's just constantly you know, paying attention to what's out there and, uh, you know, knowing what sells, what doesn't sell. Um, and, um, you know, just being able to keep up with the trends and whatnot. A lot of other things that influenced me, like I said, nature. Uh, I'm a big auto type person. I love cars. I grew up around cars. So the sleek lines of cars and uh, I don't know, it just, it's all like uh, eclectic as far as like um, so many different things together working to give me ideas constantly, you know. Um, one cool thing, you know, uh, being that I'm not trained or I was not trained on how to develop lamps and furniture, I actually like that. I don't have any uh, rules in my head that are blocking me from being creative. It still has to make sense. My goal is for it to sell well and to be in people's homes and stores. So I still, you know, follow, you know, what a, what chairs and furniture should look like or what a lamp should look like as far as operational and working. But, you know, I don't have any training in my head telling me I can't do this type of base on a lamp or this type of shape or doesn't make sense to what this doesn't fit this type of idea or whatever. It's just freedom to uh, create, you know, what's coming to me. And I still believe that God has given me these ideas on a regular basis, you know like showing me stuff or showing me something new. It's so hard to do something new nowadays with so much that's been done or what's out, but he just constantly gives me a new fresh idea. And you'll see someone look at it like, whoa, I never thought about that. Or, you know, well, I want, I can't, I had one person, I showed like a rendering of one of my lamps and I, you know, I get like a sneak peek of what I've been working on. And the person said they can't get the lamp out of their head and they've been thinking about the lamp. And I'm like, it's a lamp, you know, but it's just something stuck with them. Like they were saying, and it was, it was a guy, you know, he was like, I just been thinking about this lamp. I want it for my man cave. I want, you know, so that just goes to show me like, just to know God can constantly pour in new ideas, even in a world or a field that's pretty much everything has already been done. It seems like that he can just still give you something new and fresh or a new approach to it. So that's my biggest influence. It always goes back to, you know, my relationship with God and, and this, what's inside of me in my heart is just open to hear and see what he has to show me. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank and you. Where do you see yourself in like five years? Uh, five years, wow. Um, and my wife and I do this kind of stuff. We do these kind of discussions, like where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself? You know, hopefully healthy and strong first. Um, but then, um, you know, as far as business, um, everything I've been working on for the last almost 20 years, I wanted to all blend together and create this like uh, lifestyle brand that's about uh, family, you know, about home. And then within home, I wanted to be about, you know, the decor, the beauty of your home structure, uh, all the, the elements of a beautiful home uh, products. But then I wanted to also be just a brand altogether that represents a well-balanced uh, 
lifestyle with, um, you know, like I said, family, home, the beauty of art and the elements of nature, just all these things, you know. So my goal is to build my brand, the Norman Wyatt home brand, to include my wife, you know, my kid, my three children who are very creative. Um, I want to uh, get into books, you know, um, family books, marital books, relationships, even like grief, books on grief and dealing with loss, um, uh, inspirational books, children's books. Uh, I even, I honestly would love to do like either a talk show with me and my wife, just dealing with everyday, you know, lifestyle issues or everyday issues for people. Um, I would love to do like a family um, website or, you know, some type of a uh, uh, way to be able to show what my entire family does. You know, I'm an artist, designer, minister, father, husband. My wife is a travel nurse, um, has a real strong background in health in the health field, but she's also a great example for mothers, for women, for young ladies growing up. Uh, then my oldest, my three kids, uh, my oldest is a graphic artist major. He wants to start a clothing line. Now he's really getting deep into music production. Then I have my middle son who's 17. He does uh, amazing animator. He created his own uh, site on YouTube, has about 6,000 followers. Um, he does animation. Now he does music production. He wants to have a toy line, t-shirt line. Then my daughter is 14. Um, she's starting to dabble in watercolors and paint now, but she's also like a very gifted ballerina, wants to do that full time. She also is in like gifted, gifted, uh, gifted voice in uh, junior high. So she sings. So it's just all these things that God has put in the family and connected that I'm trying to build a whole brand for the whole Wyatt, uh, the whole Wyatt family, you know, that's my goal. And just to be successful in every avenue of what we're working on, but number one, to still let this be a ministry for others, whether it's a spiritual thing or just influential on, you know, uh, a strong family and being, I always say well-balanced, which is lifestyle overall, but uh, you know, your health, your relationship with your wife, your husband, your children, family, pretty much home. Um, uh, career is big, you know, doing what you created to do, loving your uh, career or your work with passion. Um, and then just, you know, just overall putting that all together into like one big circle, you know. So that's my goals. And I, I you know, I, I feel like it's leading toward that. Uh, you have to be prepared either way. Like you don't know what might come your direction, uh, but I want to be be prepared when something huge comes that God sends. And I want to make sure, you know, I'm already kind of prepared for that. So, yeah, no, it's fantastic. Working hard, yeah, working hard, you know, following dreams, trying to hear God on direction, and you know, when He does send opportunities or something is manifested. I want to make sure it's right for me, for the whole family, and then that it's God's plan for what he wants to do next. Because my goal is for everything that we do, everything that I do that, no matter where it goes, it always comes back to giving God glory in some form or another, you know, so. Well, we can't wait to see what you do and how you do it. Um, really appreciate you for taking the time out, Norman, to, you know, just share your story. Um, where can the listeners follow you and keep up with your progress? 
Um, so I mostly show on Facebook, uh, and it's just my name, Norman Wyatt Jr. on Facebook, and um, on LinkedIn the same thing, Norman Wyatt uh, Jr. on LinkedIn, uh, on Instagram, uh, Norman Wyatt Jr. artists. So um, yeah, um, that's pretty much it right now. Um, you know, you can just—I usually just try to show, um, you know, like I said on the, on social media, just some of the things I'm working on. Uh, as far as my actual business, you know, you can go to overstock.com. So once again, my brand name is Norman Wyatt Home. Um, you can go to over the, overstock.com and type in Norman Wyatt Home in the search box and see like all the hundreds and hundreds of images that I sell on that site. Uh, if you go to Wayfair, they like to create their own brand names using your products. But if you go, if you, if you type in Norman Wyatt Jr., my actual name, you should see, you know, a ton of work on Wayfair. Same thing with Amazon, Walmart.com, just type in my name. Uh, you can just Google search my name, Norman Wyatt Jr., see just tons of pages of art from all the years I've done stuff. Uh, CreightonBarrow.com, you can see some art, type in my name. I have a top seller with them. Um, Ballard Designs, I have art in there. It's, it's all over the place. I've done so much over the years that I don't even, I don't even always know where my art is like some of the other publishers that might have my art from the past yeah constantly selling or doing deals with stores or catalogs or whatever it is so there's sometimes i'll i'll be watching uh tv with the wife and a commercial will come on and i just all of a sudden see my painting in the backdrop of the commercial just in the back of the room you know it's, it's amazing to see that um, that's cool it's, it's a blessing like i don't really get a whole lot of credit for that but still just to know out of all the millions of images and tons of art selected that uh, some set designer doing a commercial say, I wanna put this picture in the backdrop, you know, it's one of my pictures. Or I'll be watching HTTV and someone's decorating a home or, you know, redoing their, remodeling their home and I'll look in the corner and see one of my pictures in the background or, you know, it's just, it's just a great feeling to know that what you're doing is, you know, getting around and that you are making someone's home a happier place you know so i'm thankful to be able to do this i've been doing this almost 20 years full-time artist which a lot of people still don't you know still haven't heard of that or they you know they only know the term starving artist or they think i'm uh, surviving strictly off of my wife because you know she's in the nursing health field and everything but god has really blessed me I, i'm just so thankful that i took a leap of faith years ago to pursue what i do full-time and right around that transition time of going to the next stage, I had to answer my call as, as a minister too, because God said, you can't, for where I'm going to take you in your career, you need to be in line or, be, or obedient to, uh, to that spiritual side of what I put in you too. So both of them have to coincide. So, you know, so both sides are really the same, if that makes sense. Like when I minister is artwork, you know, it's like, I try to paint the word of God to people. I try to, show them visually what God is saying in the Bible or, you know, something he's showing. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm thankful. I'm blessed and uh, glad to be able to share with you. And thank you for, you know, taking the time to, uh, you know, have me on your podcast. This has been a real treat. And I know that this is not just going to touch, you know, myself is going to touch a lot of people. Everyone that listens to this will, uh, walk away feeling the same. So thank you again for this time and uh, we'll follow you on social media and uh, everywhere else that we can find you. So thanks again.
Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Sorry. Take care.